welcome, 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 listeners. This is a next one in your interview series. We are here with Lee from Pedal Boards of Doom. Say hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. <laughs> You've literally took uh, <laughs> took our Matt's gag there. Come on, man. Quality. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, uh, when so, your mouth works before your brain, you think, why did I do that? <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> joke, that is. It's a classic dad joke. It is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so pedal boards are doom. It's a, uh, it's a thing. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But let's uh, let's let's talk about yourself, Lee. So, who are you? What's going on? Hey, so I'm Lee. Um, as you know, Lee Alexander. Yeah. Um, I'm a musician from around Medway area, and um, I've always been a big fan of gear. In the terms of stuff that doesn't make you high. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, so, what kind of first got you into music, and and give us a little bit about your uh, your journey journey through the musical climate. Okay, so effectively, my old man was um, born in 1942, and I was born in 1984. So, the sort of music that everyone else grew up with, like my old man was, yeah, at least when when I was born. Whereas everyone else's parents might have been in their twenties, I kind of grew up listening to stuff from earlier eras, like the fifties and the sixties. Um, not necessarily guitar music, but okay, yeah, everything kind of had guitars in back then, didn't it? There wasn't Simpsons, so on. Keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, even even the pop music was kind of uh, quite influenced by the the traditional band setup, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. So, you know, Buddy Holly, Roy Orbison, oh, I absolutely adore Roy Orbison, I really do. Um, and Buddy Holly, those sort of things. Um, then I kind of got into the Beatles because my dad used to let us watch Lee Illa Submarine and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I still play, I play that to my little girl now. We, we sit down and watch it together because it's such a great film and so many amazing songs. Mm. Um, you know, stuff like that was what I kind of grew up on. I had no idea about rock music when I was growing up. Not faintest. Yeah. The closest I came to rock music when I was growing up was Fleetwood Mac, which, you know, I look back now and I think, well, Fleetwood Mac are amazing. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I, I fell in love with the song Albatross. Yeah. I had no idea that was, you know, done on a Les Paul. You know, I could it could have been done on a bit of string tied to two... Two poles for all I cared. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I really didn't know. But like, I, you know, I absolutely yeah. love that tone above anything else. Yeah, it's so it's, really, really so good. it's like really tranquil and peaceful. That that track is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first things I learned to play on guitar as well. Which nice the, um, enjoyment of all my friends because I used to fall asleep when I was playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not the most uh, kind of pulse racing exciting no. tune is it no it's not song two by blur for instance is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll kick you in the head won't it but that, that's what came across along next i suppose so when i when i got into school everyone else was listening to all this tap that they were listening to like spice girls and that sort of thing and i was just like what on earth is this crap yeah like, I, I just couldn't get on board with it so um the only things that are in the charts that i was kind of like into were like the oasis and the blurs yeah. Uh, Manix, the Phonics, Ocean Colour Scene, Pulp, all those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really got into that. But for me, that was as heavy as rock got. I, I was under the mindset, I was kind of disillusioned, I suppose, but I was under the mindset that rock music only ever appeared in films and was made directly for their movies. <laughs> okay, yeah. So my first introduction to Metallica, for instance, and I'm a big Metallica fan now, but, you know, back then um, was Mission Impossible 2 because they did that song, I Disappear, for Mission Impossible 2. Shit, man. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot about that one. <laughs> that one that goes down, down, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember the music video from that, actually. Um, Kirk Hammett's got like this the... surf green. It's like a, it's an ESP strat, isn't it? Well, I can't remember. I remember it being in like a desert, and they're on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a like a plane, and yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. it's kind of themed around like their fears or something, and like one of them's driving a car through it. 
<laughs> yeah. Fears and then long counts and anger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah which is now everyone else's fear, that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We shall not shall not speak its name. <laughs> no, for sure. I remember going and getting that one day of release, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to hate myself for admitting it, but I, I remember like actually listening to it and enjoying it. Really? Well, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. That's you know, that, that's not a bad thing. I, like we were saying, you know, we were doing a chat before. And I'm, yeah. I'm a big Muse fan, massive Muse fan, and a lot of people look at me, and go, oh, you know, they're a pop group, and I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, yeah, they've yeah. appeared in the pop charts, but it doesn't make them a pop group, does it? I'm so glad said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that was kind of my um, introduction over the... It wasn't until I got into college that I kind of got introduced to more heavy rock and then I got into all that. And then, um, you know, I started to play guitar and go into jam nights and then I got introduced into classic rock. And then I actually was like, wow, I, you know what? This kind of like meets in the middle of like this yeah. heavy rock that I really like. The, the 50s, 60s stuff that I grew up on this kind of classic rock sits nicely in the middle there. Yeah, it bridges the gap, doesn't it? Yeah, and there was this big wealth of music to kind of like, like you know, you've got like four or five decades of music there to just kind of go, wow, and I'm still finding things today, you know. I went for Absolutely. a big period for years of being obsessed by Deep Purple because they're like one of the heaviest bands, you know, Black Sabbath, those sort yeah. of things. But I was so happy to sit down and listen to Cream. Um, not that Cream never got heavy, you know. And yeah. Jack Bruce on the old bass was that was some heavy stuff, bad. Yeah. yeah. Got out there, didn't it, Cream? I I absolutely adore Cream. Really love yeah. them. Great band, yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, did you see that interview with? Uh, is it Ginger the drummer? Yeah, yeah. Um, he he did this interview and. About um, what it was like being in in Cream and these sort of things, and they did. Um, he was saying all these other drummers, your John Bonhams and all these sort of things, they're rubbish. I'm the, I'm the one that was good back then because I used to do all this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, like, hang on, mate, you were good. Yeah, yeah. But that's not be- because you were good doesn't mean they were rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah. Bonham was a beast. Bonham was an absolute beast. Yeah. But yeah, I think in terms of like drum technique, it was still, it was still kind of in its infancy because the the kind of the rock drum kit was was developing in that that kind of period of time, weren't it? Yeah, uh, as were the guitars that we, we play today. You know, most yeah. of like, the Les Paul wasn't designed for Slash to be standing there playing <laughs> in November Rain or something. It was designed to play what Les Paul used to play with Mary Ford, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, it had very kind of jazzy. Uh, jazzy th- thoughts behind it in the in the thought process, and it just like the planets aligned that it happened to be this amazing rock machine. So uh, and so that that lot of um, learning about those sort of bands like Led Zeppelin and and Les Paul and all these sort of things led into. I think it was a classic rock that kind of led me more into the gear than it was the Metallicas and that sort of thing. Because when yeah. you're listening to Zach Wild. All you know is Les Paul EMGs. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's how it goes from there. But then when you start getting into your other things, you're like, how did you get that sound? And they're like, well, that's a fuzz pedal. Like, What's a pedal? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's that's another that Pandora's box being opened, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and that suited me perfectly fine because I couldn't afford very much back then. I almost went now. But <laughs> it was a situation where I... Effects pedals were, and still are, and this is why they're so popular, I think, they're much, much cheaper to buy than a, than a guitar or an amp. They're yeah. much more readily available. And, you know, they change your sound so much more than a guitar or an amp. You know, you put a, a vibrato pedal and a, or a wah or whatever you put on there, you really drastically change your sound. Yeah, yeah. it's It kind of counteracts the argument that, oh, tone is in the fingers. And you're like, okay, show me your your phaser fingers then. Show me your tremolo fingers. Show me how you can do that. You can do phase with your fingers. Oh. You not notice. <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, hold on, love. 
that's that's chorus that is that's no, not no, 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 it's not no so um when he goes bow, 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 yeah 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 it's got the sympathetic strings yeah yeah but that that's a chorus effect that is that's not phase well if you put the chorus in and out it goes wow like that yeah it's uh it, it's like a phase isn't it do you see what i mean yeah yeah it's going in and out whereas the chorus is a steady but yeah, you, you can do all those sort of things because um, all you're doing is putting the, the notes out of phase, aren't you? Yeah, you're, there's you're kind of really interesting videos yeah. on it. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So, uh, so let's uh, let's uh, have a have a chat about the um, the the pedal board of doom. What is this? Uh, what is this thing that we speak of? <laughs> what is pedal boards of doom? Okay, yeah, yeah. So for for our audience who might not know, I'm. I'm Got to treat them like they're idiots here. <laughs> it uh, works with me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Everyone who who's listening to this will probably already be on pedal boards of doom. But for for the argument's sake, what is pedal boards of doom? Okay, so pedal boards of doom is um, is it started off and it's mainly a Facebook group. Yeah. With I think we've got nearly fifty thousand people, fifty five thousand people on there. Sorry. Um, hopefully. Yeah, it's mental, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's. It, I mean, in terms of like sheer numbers, that's. It's got to be one of the biggest, uh, biggest out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. Um, I don't. There's no other pedal-related groups that are as big as that. Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest guitar-related um, group on Facebook is just guitarists on Facebook. That that group that everyone seems to be on, but no one ever gets posted about. Well, I don't anyway. <laughs> So yeah, like, like, I think they've got about a hundred thousand, so or two hundred thousand. They've got a lot. Yeah. Top managing now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um, well, well, we used to like look up the pages like Gear Talk and that, and, but we've we've exceeded their what they have to offer now. Um, right on. Yeah, just um, and do you know what the funny thing is? We we um. We deny almost as many members as we let in. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's mental. We've got a really strict set of rules for people who can come into the group. So yeah. Basically, they have to be a musician. Yeah. So we're not just letting any old Tom, Dick or Harry in. We, we go through their profiles if, if they... We have questions and they, they answer them, but if they don't, we go into the profiles, see if they have anything music-related on there. Yeah. It's, Strangely enough, you just get people who have no yeah no interest in it yeah no yeah it's, it's very strange. So that's not just fifty five thousand members. That's fifty five thousand relevant members. Yeah, selected members. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It no. takes a lot of time and effort. It really does. Yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll we'll talk a bit about the uh, the kind of effort that goes into that a little bit later. Um, so. How how did this um, how did it start and when did it start as well? So it started a few years back. Um, I didn't start it. I, a friend yeah. of mine called Adam started it. He had um, this thing with his friends that whenever they saw something that was awesome, they'd um, they'd say, "Oh, it's the microphone of doom or the sandwich of doom or something." It was just an ongoing yeah. joke. And as a joke, he started up a group called Pedal Boards of Doom. Because he's into pedal boards, he's, he works in the music industry, and you know, he he, he just thought he thought it'd be fun, and yeah. then it started getting members, one thousand members for wow. By the time we got up to about five thousand members, I was part of the admin team, and he didn't have time to do anything on it. Um, there was a few of us on the admin team. Um, some of the guys dropped out because they could didn't have time to work it, and that was back when there was only five thousand members. Yeah. I effectively started doing more and more and more, thinking, do you know what, where is this going? And I had no idea we'd ever get up to these sort of levels or whatever, but I thought, do you know what, we might be able to do some YouTube channels. Yeah. And at that point, as I am now, I'm a big fan of things like Anderson's TV, That Pedal Show, um, you know, Chernobyl, all, the, all these sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> did I say Snowball? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of all, all these guys who are doing demos. I thought, you know, I can do that. Yeah. On, well, I thought I could. <laughs> it's harder so, than it looks, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, so much so. You know, yeah, it really is. There's no no denying that. But yeah, I thought, I thought I could. 
and um what I thought was we'd do it on the sh we'd do it on the group and we'd go live every week and um, we'd just play the pedals through and do it live. I got a guy to help me with it. I got another guy to do all the camera work and these sort of things. Yeah. And when we were trying to do music through the microphones into the computer, it sounded great. As soon as you put it through the compression of Facebook, it sounded appalling. Oh. Yeah. That, that sounded trash. But effectively, I was pushing it that way, and I yeah. said to Adam, "Look, I, I want control of this because I might monetize it in some way, shape, or form later. Yeah. Um, and if I do, you know, if I'm putting the work in, I want, I want to. So we, he said, yeah, that's fine. You know, put it all over to me because I've put all the work in. Um, and yeah, and like I say, now we've got fifty-five thousand members. Is um, yeah, it's in. Yeah, yeah, and. You've you've mentioned like the the members being quite carefully selected, but you've you've got quite a few kind of prestigious members uh, who reside within the pedal board team, haven't you? Gotcha. Yeah, some of the people you talk to, like I remember when I first was buying my first effects pedals, and I was sitting in the back of guitar magazines. Oh, you can get like these Keeley mods and these sort of things. Yeah, and I was like, wow, okay, this is really really cool. And uh, over the years, Robert Keeley has become like this, like figure of like godlike figure in the effects industry yeah he's like he's, he's the godfather of modding isn't he yeah and so the same with like brian, or brian yeah, yeah, yeah. and these sort of things and you know to have them come onto your group and start like talking to people and these sort of things and and, and they're, they're really nice blokes as well yeah um, and the people around them as well so like uh jason Martin over at wampler he's a dude he really is he's a Awesome. He's hilarious. He's he's absolutely. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, cracks me up. But yeah, um, you know these people who you never thought you'd speak to, and then like um, over the years, you kind of watch like that pedal show of like Dan Steinhardt is like such a guru, isn't he? Yeah, Dan's the man. He's got he's got magical ears, hasn't he, Dan? Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he can just tune a pedal in like straight away, can't he? Yeah. But I, I I met him a few weeks uh, sorry, a few months back and I was like, Wow, <laughs> you're such a dude. That's completely awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good bloke. He is. So um, I mean if it, if this whole process was worth doing for for one thing alone, it was uh, <laughs> getting to kind of interact with your heroes and getting to meet some pretty pretty awesome people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's great. The other great thing is getting to play pedals that you wouldn't normally be able to play because with, with a bit of a status, people are more willing because more people know you. They know you're not going to run off with their pedals, so they'll send you out things to try and their things yeah. I might not necessarily be able to afford, but I can have a play with them and you know, it saves going a couple of hundred miles to my nearest guitar shop. Yeah. Not that it ever stops us, but you know, it's, well. it's nice. It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this massive, uh, massive community of um, of pedal board to do. Um, like you said, it's a, it's carefully selected. Um, but uh, I, I've been in quite a few, um, quite a few online groups and guitar groups, especially. Um, and I know that once. The, the popularity gets past a certain point. There's a, there's a tendency for kind of unwanted um, activity like trolls and and kind of just general bickering and negativity that can creep in. Um, but my experience of pedal boards of doom has always been like really, really kind of peaceful uh, and very inclusive as well. Uh, so how how do you manage to to manage that? It's not that we don't get trolls. It's that I've got a fantastic admin team, and I mean that of a hundred percent of my heart. Yeah. Um, you know the guys. If if they ever slip up, they put their hands up and they say that I was wrong. And and that I, we even had a case of that today. It really, you know, things really went horrible today. But um, due to one of my admin guys, who's normally the most the best guy he's uh, the most relaxed guy but he had a bit of a bad day and took out on the member and yeah. he just turned around and he said look hands up I'm ever so sorry I really shouldn't have done that 
you know yeah and not a lot of people can do that not nowadays yeah. you know everyone's right <laughs> it's- yeah yeah it's they'll they'll dig the heels in even past the point where they know that they've done wrong yeah and you get comments like people saying oh, i didn't realize um there was even an admin team or, or a mods or whatever. And yeah. We're like, that's the idea, you know, what we get on with. We get on with in the background. Yeah. But it, it is a full-time job. There's no two ways about it. The, the guys are working, you know, as my working our backsides off. Um, we took a new member on, a uh, new admin on a few months back, just uh, Justin uh, Chamberlain. Uh, do you know him? Uh, I've seen the name a bit, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Um and he, he's been a godsend as well because he's been mm. taking care of a lot of the member requests. It, mm. it hasn't been unknown to have about 2,000 member requests waiting. And that's yeah. a lot. You know, that is a lot. Yeah. But we've, um, with his help, we've managed to keep them down in a couple of hundreds. You get hundreds for every day. And, yeah. Um, Sounds like yeah. a full-time job in and of itself, that. It is. Yeah, it is. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's there is so much to it and there is a learning curve to it as well. When, yeah. you, when you get the admins through, like the moderators through and these sort of things, you know, it takes them a couple of months until they actually know what's going on so they can get on with it um, on their own. Yeah. Trolls, we just boot them. You know, there's no... Yeah. If we delete a, a comment, a lot of the time what I'll do is we will message that person who's made that post and we'll say to them, look, we deleted your post and this is why we deleted it we don't yeah. tend to leave people hanging um so that stops them from doing it again and if they do do it again when we go to message them again the message is there and you know we know that okay they're a second time offender kick them out yeah because it's just no good um, there's, there's things like that you have to be really hard with it you really do but in the long run it pays off because there's people like yourself you sit there don't see any of that yeah and you're just like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That That's the experience that I've got from uh, Pedal Boards of Doom is th- there isn't a kind of militant admin presence. Like you say, I, I was very much kind of unaware of the admin presence. Um, and I've just pretty much got kind of a, a kind of community feel uh, of the of the place. And like, like I say, quite peaceful and quite inclusive. That's it. We, we ban things like religion and politics and those sort of things, yeah. which are very divisive. So um, there, there are overlaps on that, such as, um, you know, there have been companies we deal with who have brought out um, political pedals and these sort of things. And it's like, uh, this is kind of like a 50-50 sort of ground. It's yeah. a bit of a grey area. What do we do? Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we work around them. When people talk about um, worship boards and these sort of things, and then yeah. go, oh, you shouldn't have religion on here. It's like, well, hang on a minute. You know, this is a bit of a grey area as well. Yeah. So you have to work around those sort of things. But, um, yeah, we tend to stick to the rules quite stringently. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's working out as well. Absolutely. Um, so moving on. Um, yeah. Very, very recently, uh, I've noticed that there's a, a Pedal Boards of Doom shop um kind of emerging um so how, how how did that come about well um we wanted to help um smaller companies but we also wanted to try and monetize the group as well yeah so what we thought was what we could do is um help promote these people's uh, pedals and these sort of things and then we kind of it kind of developed further into a shop idea and like demos and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so what we do is, although we have a couple of bigger companies on there, like 4P Effects and uh, Hot Tones going on there soon as well, um, we we do have mostly smaller companies like Tate Effects, for instance. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, these guys are building the pedals themselves, but they're so good. They are so, so good. They're so well built. Yeah. You know, there's absolutely no noise floor on, on Stu's pedals, for instance. You know, what, sorry, when I say no noise floor, the noise floor is extremely low. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, um, are, they are designed kind of immaculately, aren't they? The, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, I know they they don't cost a, a bomb, but you got to appreciate that Stu doesn't have the overheads that a big company such as like the other end of the red line would be Boss, wouldn't it? Yeah, and they've got a whole, you know, they've they're a multinational company. The overheads they've got, yeah, and you know, and they're knocking out a lot more, so they've got a lot more turnover, so they can charge less. But with Stu, you know, he's uh, and other people like Stu, like AC noises and these sort of things, they're not making the quantities. They haven't got multinational companies to run. They haven't got yeah. lots and lots of employees. They're just themselves. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's usually a, a one-man or one-one operation. And yeah. every every pedal that's coming out of that production is done. Like Every bit of the process is done by, by hand, by that one person, checked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's amazing you know I, I appreciate some companies out there do charge a lot for their pedals and their boutique pedals um but they're probably doing that as their sole job whereas a yeah. lot of companies that are cheaper are doing that as their kind of part-time job on top of a, another full-time job so what i'm kind of getting out there is you know don't judge a book by its cost yeah 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 absolutely you know because you can get a lot for very little, um, um, which is kind of like your, your game, really, isn't it? The budget yeah. pedals and these sort of things. Just because yeah. it's cheaper doesn't really mean it's rubbish. It, yeah, 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 absolutely. Right, and I think uh, just pedals in general these days compared to like the, the pedals that I, I was looking at when I was kind of a, a, a young guitarist, there's so much there's so much more choice and there's so much better quality uh i know boss pedals have been going probably since i was <laughs> since i was born but like when i when i first started it was you you had choice of boss or there was the the cheap behringer plastic plastic enclosure things that you see still being sold on the uh, <laughs> the gear exchanges for like Do you know what? a tenner a pop yeah I had one of those Behringer tuners for years. I've given it to my cousin now because um, I've got, you know, a Boss TU2. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, that was really good. It was only a tuner, but it was a bloody good tuner, that was. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of those were, like, very, very close or straight clones of of other Thanks. company pedal. I I actually had one of the, uh, the Behringer chromatic tuners and the... Uh, the the bypass input broke the second time I used it. No, it did. Yeah. No way. I religiously picked one of them for about ten years. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the the other input worked, so it still worked. It's just I couldn't get the um. Oh, it weren't the bypass. It was the other one. So I, I couldn't get the um the, the noise to cut out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is so it was, the use of a tuner pedal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Yeah, I, I, I quickly got a got a different tuner. Like you say, but yeah. there, there are a lot of copies out there. There's a lot of people who, for instance, they will buy a PCB from um, a DIY pedal shop, such as um, like the Rally Well stuff or the. Other names of them, you know. If you yeah, you got Jeds, you've got Fuzz yes, Dog, yes. you've got yeah. There's there's plenty. <laughs> so yeah, that that's um, what people would do. They would buy them in from those sort of companies and just make their own pedals normally. But some people, what they'll do is they'll make a run of them and they'll sell them off and they'll say, "Oh, look what I've got." And there was uh, other companies like uh, do you remember those guys that were buying in the JoYo stuff, like the <laughs> Ultimate Drive, and then they <laughs> yeah, just yeah, painted um, it. It was the freakish blues alpha drive, I believe. Sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. It was like selling it for like 300 quid and it's like a 50 pound pedal. Yeah, yes. So, from what I understand, he was, it was like um, putting some resistors across two of the legs to uh, shorten the sweep of the, the pots. <laughs> and then that, that was the extent of the mod. But then there were some that he just didn't modify at all. But I, th- I think that that kind of pays into this, the um, the the kind of um, emperor's clothes style um, fashion that's coming in, in the the boutique market sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know how many tube screamers can a man need? 
<laughs> that's it well uh we've uh we've missed the tape releasing uh something which is tube screamer uh flavored um soon i think maybe one more yeah well we we took that down to anderton's um along with a, a bunch of us we all went over there and um he, he took a a prototype of that over yeah because it's got a clean blend on it that's that's the thing isn't it yeah yeah and we we put it up against some other really big names like you know really really big names and we we tried them out against the the sweetest latest um tube screamer pedals and yeah it's so different you know it, it's not different it, it's yeah. still that sort of flavor but the the clarity is as good as the best ones but even with the very best pedals you know they were kind of microphonic you, you tap the um the foot switch because they they have like soft touch foot switches and you yeah. can hear it through the amp and you're thinking you know this shouldn't be happening at 200 pounds yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't be paying like 250 200 quid for a pedal and for it to be um po- uh what's the word i'm looking for microphonic well, yeah microphonic not mon- monophonic monophonic <laughs> i can't speak <laughs> right yeah so um and that's that's what was happening so Steve was like no 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 we don't want any of this so he, he's like tested these and he's made sure that there's um it's not microphonic in any sort of way and this is what the guys who we have on the shop do you know 99 percent of the pedals you'll find on our shop are going to be of that sort of quality yeah uh we, you mentioned you mentioned about uh being uh being able to try uh, to try out the pedals uh, that go into your shop um, before before you put them on most most of the times, don't you? Yeah, not all of the pedals, but um, at least a um, a pedal from that company. Yeah, we don't always get to do that, but um, but yeah, it's I give them a good run through when I do get to do that and. Um, and if I don't get to do it, I do ask around people I know in the industry, like, what is this actually like? Yeah, give me some details, ask them in-depth questions, such as, like, if you're not the button, you know, <laughs> does it make a noise through the amp? Yeah. <laughs> These sort of things. So if, <laughs> if yeah. the switch is microphonic, you know, you're going to have problems. We, most people won't notice it, but, you know, if, you, if you're running a high-gain amp and you, you got, want to switch from a clean section into a, a louder section and you hear, Click, click. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of sound naff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. Especially got a bit of delay on that. Yeah, click, 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 click. That's it, yeah. It's, it's come, going forever, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so, you know, that there, there's a lot of these things that you can do. That wasn't me making that noise, by the way. It was something on my desk. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. so, that, so that's, that, that's what we want. We want to be able to take the smaller companies that are doing something really different or really, really well. Yeah. And put them up alongside the bigger companies out there, and that's quite important to us. Yeah, I think um, what uh, what comes across is the uh, it, it's it's a really kind of close relationship that you have with your um, with the people that you stock uh, in in kind of uh, the the site to to bring a, an absolute quality um, in what you're selling. Yeah. Yeah, and and if we've we've had it before in the past where there was one company we were using and he put an order in and he wasn't fulfilling the order for a while, uh, and you yeah. know you have a word of them, but because you're on these first name terms, you know you you talk to them almost on a daily basis. Um, you know you say to him like, yeah, "Come on, man, what are you up to?" And and that particular company I'm thinking of, he now has loads of stock built ready to go out. Yeah, and so so yeah, you you kind of help these companies along as well, you know, give them a bit of advice here and there, and that's the sort of thing we're moving on to. Like people approaching us, what do you think of this? What do you think? That's dude's awesome all the time. But what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah, and yeah. That, that's great. But you know, it's great to move that on to other companies, I and mean, we've done that for some really big companies, for instance. So I've had meetings with them and advising them on bits and pieces, um, even if it's just down to the like the knobs that they're going to put on or which knobs do you think suits this or yeah you know what features i was only being asked today you know what features could you think um someone sent me a pedal 
Yeah. Uh, what could I add to it? And I was like, okay, well, there's this, this, this. Uh, and some of this will work for you, some of it won't, but it's up to you, you know, but these are my suggestions. Uh, and that that's good because that can be, eventually that might be lucrative, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I know my stuff with pedals, so yeah. it helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's it's always good having uh, having the inside of someone who will use the, the pedal as it's intended and will really kind of scrutinise that pedal rather than just, yeah. yes, sir, this is... This is good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's what what you see on the group as well, and you see yeah. these new features coming along. And the the one feature I'd always always say to companies, the very first thing I would say to people is, you know, go the way of Stone Deaf and Chase Bliss. You know, go for that digital brain with an analog heart sort of thing, as yeah. Chase Bliss have said. Uh, and that, that's that's ideal because so many of us use switches nowadays, and all these switches have got MIDI capability. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a DD500, which is amazing for that. It really is. Uh, what a delay. Yeah, Stuart keeps putting up videos of uh, of his his rig, and it's got a, a DD500 in it. Yeah, we're always sharing um, patches for that. He's, <laughs> he's just made an organ one. Yeah, so, yeah so I that, saw that, that is, the other day, actually. Sounded wicked. Yeah. It's like a Hammond sort of thing, isn't it? It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what song he said he was using that for. But yeah, so so that there is um the, it is a community within a community because you've got yeah. the community of um people who who play the um play the pedals and um then you've got the community of people who make the pedals. Yeah. And it's it like I say it's a community within a community and it overlaps somewhat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so thinking uh, towards the future of um of pedal boards of doom what kind of things we got coming up on the on the horizon over the next uh next year or so more shops on the website yeah so uh, so more and more um companies coming forward and um going on the website that that's going to be quite important to us because yeah. the more we have on there the more variety people have got yeah, and that, that's that'd be quite cool. Yeah. The the thing that's going to be happening the soonest will be live streams again. Yes, we're going to attempt it again. Well, hey, <laughs> so compression killed it last time. Um, <laughs> so we just thought, well, let's take the guitar playing out of it. Yeah, and do it a bit like what you and I are doing here. So it'll be like um, a freeway talk. Uh, between me and a couple of the other admins, and we're going to be doing that live. Um, on on the on the group on yeah. a Sunday, uh, it's going to start in a few weeks' time. That's going to be so much fun. That really is. It's yeah. just going to be us hanging out, chatting, crap, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just having a laugh. But we'll talk about the new pedals that have come out, the stuff that's gone in the group, and just having a laugh. Um, but yeah, what what's going to be different about that is the members are going to be able to ask us questions while we're doing it, and yeah. we're going to be able to live answer them. So it's gonna be like a podcast where the listeners can get involved. Yeah, it's 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 really good when you get um, get that kind of instant instant feedback from your from your community. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that is quite a, well. Most of the time, it's cool anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, it depends the, on what um, feedback, doesn't it? Really. The thing we're going to be tallying that up with is a bit like you've done today. We're going to be doing interviews. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get you on there, for instance. Um, hey. We'll. Yeah, man, it'd be great. Uh, we can have like uh, guest co-hosts as well, or we can have just one-on-one interviews. Yeah. So, for for argument's sake, if we had Yoshi from Red Boss, or we had Robert Keeley or someone, you know, that would be a one-on-one interview. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so th- I'm really looking forward to that doing that as a weekly thing. Yeah. As you know, um, holidays allowing. <laughs> yes, yeah, it sounds really exciting. Sounds really exciting. Yeah, that that is gonna be so much fun. Um, it's gonna be a bit of a headache, but I think once we've got it in a flow, we'll know what we're doing. Yeah, and it's just a case of pressing play. Off you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and not so long ago, you did um did a kind of live meetup um with a couple of the guys from the group, didn't you? Yeah, we went to Anson's. That was when Stu was there as well. Yeah. So we um. So a bunch of the uh, members from the group that we've become friends with and a few of the admin team, we just went up to Anderton's 
Um, Anderson's put a room aside for us, set up some amps that we asked for, and just basically let us have free reign with the pedals. Yeah, uh, that that's was, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was so much fun. Yeah. By the end of the day, we were all absolutely exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we had people come from miles away for that. We had um, Matt came all the way down from Wales. So, oh, yeah, nice. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a jaunt, isn't it, that? Yeah, well, I live in Dover, so Dover up to... Um, Guildford. Yeah, Dover up to Guildford's a couple of hours for me, because you, once you hit the M25... Yeah. <laughs> but there's um, one of the members on the on the group uh, happened to live two streets away from me. <laughs> okay. So, so Dan came up with us as well. He, he's, a, he's a pedal nut. He really is. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, Justin came... Mate Alex came, who's one of the admin. It was just a, a bunch of us. There's a good picture on Instagram of it. Yeah, so that, that was great fun. And we do want to do more events like that, so that that should be great. But it will be a case of um, maybe workshops as well, so showing people how to. I'm a I'm a big advocate of not an ad, not avocado, but advocate <laughs> of um, uh, compressor pedals and EQs. Yeah. And using them properly, you can get a really professional sound. But so many people just overlook them as, oh, I don't need one of them. They don't do anything pedals. Yeah, they're utilities, aren't they? They, they yeah, are very subtle at shaping the tone. Yeah. Whereas you see people, oh, oh, I like this overdrive because it sounds like this, and I like yeah. this one because it sounds like this, and I like this EP booster because it sounds like that. You can do all that with an EQ pedal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with something like the um, the Source Audio uh, EQ pedal, the programmable e- yeah, yeah. EQ pedal, you can have various different... You know, I think you can have like 128 presets on an EQ pedal. That's a... Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a lot of choice there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's bloody good, that is. the um, I think Free the Tone of one as well haven't they uh, a, a midi controlled eq pedal i think that was released at nam um, okay winter nam yeah so that was um free to tone a pretty cool company yeah i keep i keep hearing the name keep hearing it keeps cropping yeah, up you don't watch enough that pedal show then because <laughs> it's on there a lot <laughs> i'll I tell you what actually um up until probably about Probably about six months ago, I used to used to get up on a Saturday morning with my little boy and and watch it with him. Yeah, oh, but I, I never miss an episode. Yeah, yeah, he um, <laughs> I, I catch him every now and then actually. Now, but it's it's a lot of time to dedicate to uh to sitting down and watching. Um, no, and not. and he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when when the little master wants to put dinosaurs on the telly. I can't, I can't argue against him and go. Nah, we we got to watch, uh, got to watch that pedal show this week, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's what iPads were made for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bang on, bang on. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna kind of wrap up with with a couple of, uh, couple of bonus questions now. Ooh. Um. So you, you've, you've kind of. Had a little mention that you uh, you dip your toe in the budget pedal market. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, we all had to start somewhere. And, absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, and it's yeah, it's like you've mentioned. It's it's kind of my my wheelhouse um, because yeah, I I don't think tone has to cost cost the earth. Um, so uh, give us a. Give us a top five of your uh, your go-to budget pedals. Budget pedals, right? Okay, so the first one that pops to my mind has yeah. to be an EQ because, like I said, EQs are <laughs> going to be they're, they're real tone shapers. Yeah, it's you know as literal as the words can get. Can you guess which EQ I'm going to say? Is it going to be the GE7? No. no oh, man. okay. The fish and chips. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, the Dan Electro Dan fish I? and chips, man. Yeah, that, that's you can pick them up dirt cheap, and um, as far as I understand, they are everything the G Seven gives you. Uh, I've I've not had a, a chance to try the uh, the fish and chips actually. <laughs> did I say you can pick one up cheap as chips? I did, didn't I? 
<laughs> I didn't mean that. No pun intended, sir. Um, yeah, so the Dan Electro Fish and Chips, that, yeah. that's the one that pops into my mind. That, that If I was um, buying a board, I was starting from new, I'd get one of them. Yeah. Uh, that'd be my first one. Um, you've got to always give a shout out to the Soul Food. What a, what a great pedal for the price. Okay, it yeah. It really is. No, no two ways about it. You know, I've, I've got a Tumblr's Deluxe and it kicks the living bejesus out of the soul food, but yeah. it's a completely different level in terms of price range. Yeah, it'll, the soul food will, do, will get you there. Yeah. Uh, and if you're doing it for the sake of the audience, then... Um, can you hear that? I think my neighbours are making some noise next door. I do apologise. <laughs> no, no, uh, not yeah. to worry. I had a dog barking a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Trouble is, I'm right at the end of my garden. All oh, right. <laughs> so they've come, they've come all the way up to the end of the garden <laughs> to make the noise. That's it. So, yeah. So, uh, right. Yeah, so what have we got? We've got the soul food. Yeah, if you're trying to hit that sort of sound on a budget, you, you cannot beat the soul food. Yeah. It's fairly easy to mod from what I understand as well. So if you want to get those like JHS mods, um, you just find out how to do that. If you, you're handy with a uh, soldering iron. Yeah, it's... Or know someone who is. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, then we've got... So we've got that and that. What else? Ah, oh, yes. Best pedal in the world. Best pedal in the world. MXR Blue Box. <laughs> you can pick them up for about 60 quid. Yeah. And I, that is my favourite pedal. I absolutely adore that thing. I really like synthy sort of sounds. So um, yeah, you can't beat your blue box for that, can you? No, they they are absolutely can. mental. They are, yeah. Uh, you chuck a delay after it and like, turn the blend up a little bit, so you're not getting that sort of eight bit sort of sound. Yeah, and you can get some beautiful sounds. I, I always like chucking a carbon copy behind it and maybe a compressor in front of it. Because sometimes they can cut out a little bit. They, you know, they lose a little bit as you're going along. Um, yeah. So it adds a bit of a, a, a bit of sustain. In fact, I gigged that set up for years. What, yeah, just so just those three? No, 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 no. <sighs> just uh, that was just one of my sounds uh, yeah, on yeah. the board. One sound on the board. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to the man from pedal boards of doom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's free, isn't it? Uh yes, free. I've not been counting. I should, I should probably do that as the host, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. I'd say my favourite overdrive, and this isn't because I'm plugging Stu. This is because it is my favourite overdrive. Yeah. By by a long way as well, um, is the Brexit pedal, or he, yeah. he calls it the BMB. The BMB overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. What, how I use an EQ, right, is I, I boost the frequencies. I have a drive, and then I boost the frequencies I want for when I'm having a, a lead tone. Yeah. And then I boot it on. The frequencies, if I boost that on the BMB drive, it sounds naff. And the reason why is because they're the frequencies that are already being boosted on Over. the BMB drive. So yeah. what I want to hear from a pedal, what I'm always using an EQ pedal to tune in, is already done on the BMB drive. Yeah. So... That's why, to me, I, I love it so much because it's exactly the sound I want. For me, it sounds like that. Um, it sounds like that '80s sort of slash tones and those sort of things. Yeah. It, it you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful sound. It really is. Uh, you know, you chuck a Les Paul through that, and you just, oh, I'm away for hours on that. Uh, and and they're they're not overly expensive. No. Um, I think they're. They come under the uh, the hundred pound mark, I reckon, or they used to at least. They might they just crest over. Yeah, it might yeah. just crest over. But does I'll, that still fit in to I'll, your I'll, budget? I'll I'll let it. Yeah, yeah. Is, if, is that hundred pounds the cap? Is yeah, it? yeah. Do you you know what? I'll I will I will allow it because uh, I've heard I've heard so many good things about the uh, the BMB. Okay. In fact, uh, our Mikey from uh, Skin Dread was. Uh, talking about the the BMB, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you used to raise the dead as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I've I've. Do you want to know something really weird? I've I've um I've got a 
we were we were looking at my pedals uh, before yeah. we came on the live stream. The um, FM4, that is Mikey's. Well, it was. I bought it off yeah. him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I've got to say then, so we've we've covered fuzz. Yeah. Uh, we Octave fuzz. We've covered overdrive. We've got to think of a delay, really. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that's... Oh, no, no. No, I know. I know what it is. Go on. Is it called the GB95, the, base, the most basic what? The most basic crybaby? Uh, GB95, I think it's called. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's the £60. Yeah, pound, what, yeah. I yeah. think it's 60 quid. 60 quid crybaby. Cry Bloody hell. You know, if, you, if you're going for a budget pedal, that's great. You know, I love a crybaby. Uh, I've yeah. modded mine. Um, but that's what that was. My, my modded one was the, the basic What's the stock, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's professional players out there just, just gigging them. Yeah. So, yeah, they are bloody good, they are. Um, you can get better wires, but if you want an exotic wire, it's not a budget pedal, is it? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that gives us that's a, that's a That's a decent list, that is. I'd, I'd probably gig that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for, for a long, long time. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's my bang, five. Bang on, bang on. Right, this one's a, a nice, easy one to to round you off with. Then this one. So you you can only play one guitar for the rest of your life. Strat, Tele, Les Paul, SG. PRS was in there. You could kind of have the best of both worlds, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has to be Les Paul. I, I love Les Pauls. I really do. I've, I've modded my one, so it's it. Call taps and all these sort of things, um, yeah. like with the Jimmy Page sort of setup. Oh, um, uh, where you've got—is it like phase and series parallel, and then the taps as well? Yes. So I've got two taps for the obviously the two humbuckers. Yeah. Um, when they tap, they don't really sound like um, it. Doesn't end up sounding like a Strat sort of uh, single coil. It sounds more like a Tele, like a high-powered Tele. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's fine because I haven't got a telly. I will get one, but um, I don't have one at the moment, so that suits me fine. Yeah. Um, I've, what I've done is I've had the middle position put... So whenever I put it in the middle position, it's automatically on the out-phase sound. And then okay. when I tap it, it goes into phase. Into phase, yeah. Yeah, because um, I use the out-of-phase sound more than I use the middle position sound. Interesting, interesting, yeah. And the last one, I've done what Gibson did... Um, for their setup, which is when you pop the um, the bridge tone pop up, yeah, it it just wires the bridge pickup straight to the out, uh, like a so, blower switch, yeah, 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 exactly. So it just blows straight through. So I can I, I use my volume and my tone pots a lot, a lot okay, more yeah. than most people. Um, yeah, with you, less pulls, it's usually bridge pickup everything wound out, isn't it? Yeah, you know, how many people do you see when they pick up a guitar and the first thing they do is they just Whack put it their up. hand to the side of the, yeah, the yeah. knob and then they just roll it up yeah. and every yeah. every knob's on 10. Yeah. Um, you know, I have been known to do that in the past, but oh, over yeah. the years you it, develop your ear better and better, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to have the ability just to pop that up and then yeah. bypass everything, put it down, and then I can go back to like, some jazzy stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Says like a really versatile. I mean, it's almost cheating there. That is, to be honest, because <laughs> and budget yeah. pedals aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. More or less, Paul is is not far off as well. To be honest, I've got uh, on on the neck tone part. It splits uh, splits both coils. So I've got the the coil splits, and then uh, I've got out of phase on the on the bridge tone. Yeah. I don't yeah, like having having push pull on the uh on the the volumes because again I use them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I've um WD music um they're based over in Ashford and um yeah. they they do all the parts and because they're just around the corner from me I pop over there. I know Dan who works there and um you know you, he does. I, I just give him my guitar, tell him what I want, and it comes back to me every time. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Aaron Armstrong did the pickups for me as well. He wound them; like, they sounded a bit better, and 
one of them didn't have the ability to call tap, so he sorted that out for me as well. So yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's handy having people around you that can do things like that. Yeah, yeah. I I've uh, on the on the podcast I'll mention my uh, my local pickup guy quite a lot. Um Mr Mr Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups cuz Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I um I went to him with a with a Telecaster the once and says just make me a, a basically a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder. Um and what he made was better than the Seymour Duncan quarter pounder. Uh, <laughs> so what started off as one pickup, I know, I think I have more guitars that have his pickups in than don't. So right, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. So oh, nice, slippery nice. slope and a dangerous game, but he he does all the work for me as well. I'll, t- I'll just take it to him and he'll he'll, uh, he'll sort my guitars out. It's it's weird stuff like that, like pickups, and then you get into depth with them. It's a bit like um, mixing desks and microphones and these sort of things. And over the years, you kind of like start you gain all this knowledge about these things that you, you know, all you wanted to do was play some guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly <laughs> you're a, you're a producer, and you, well, you you on a podcast interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to play Wonderwall, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I actually, I, I learned that for the first time in uh, uh, like 10 years, I think. Funny you should say that. I, I was, the other day, I, um, I've, got, I've got a 13-week-old baby and uh, I thought, right, he was moaning and moaning and moaning. Nothing I could do was settle him down. So I picked up the guitar and just strummed some chords yeah. and I realised I started to play Stand By Me. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, fair play. Yeah, and I was like, because that was one of the first songs I learned and um, I haven't played it for years and years and years and years and um, I was like, oh, I remember all this. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Did it work though? Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. He was smiling away. Fantastic. First, first person to ever, ever enjoy my music. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yeah, then, then they'll then they'll grow up and it will be, be shut up, Dad. Oh, but I don't think they stand a chance. Cause my wife's quite musical as well. Oh, and yeah, my little girl's already singing. She's two. She she just walks around singing all the time. So yeah, bang on. Could be like. What was the family from the uh, Sound of Music? Oh, Von, Von Trapps, Trapps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Singing Pantera songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sweet little voice. Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, so this is your opportunity to kind of to plug the shit out of anything that you uh, that you want to. So, for any of our uh, podcast listeners who aren't on pedal boards of doom already, where do they need to go? What's the uh, what's the crack? Right. Okay. So. Uh, if you go onto Facebook and you just put in the search bar at the top, pedals, I think one of the first thing that comes up is pedal boards of doom. Or just put pedal, obviously, because pe- pedal boards, yeah, pedal, and then boards of, of doom. Um, and you can search that. If I know if you go onto Google and you put in pedal boards, it comes up. It's one of the first things that pops up there. It's that's, quite cool. That's internet fame, that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we pop up on the first page, but probably do um yeah so you can find us pretty much anywhere we're on youtube although my youtube videos aren't as good as they will be they will improve um i'm doing some soundproofing at the moment <laughs> so that will yeah i can i can attest to that yeah <laughs> yeah it looks good doesn't it it does it looks it got a bang up job there yeah i'm man. loving the, the gretch in the background as well yeah oh that's that's a lovely guitar that is uh so yeah the um you can find us pretty much anywhere. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We're not on Snapchat because I don't understand the point of Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah bang on. That's, that's where we are. I'll uh, I'll get the uh, the links as well put in the the show notes for this, um, and just share the crap out of it so that uh, anyone who, I like I say, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners will be part of Pedal Boards of Doom anyway. But yeah. if 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 they're not, I'll uh, push them across. <laughs> That's cool. Thank you very much. So, uh, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, I'm going to say thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with us uh, on this this uh, this journey uh, about pedal boards of doom. Um, 
from Lee at Pedal Buzz of Doom as well. It's going to be Tatty Boy, Tara, and good night. Yep. Thank you very much for listening, guys and girls, and uh, good night. Mm-hmm.